Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Placid, fascist, and his European vacation. What an absolute embarrassment as this weak facade of a man, soggy bottom Biden, on tour, showing that the teleprompter has to be even closer than it was for Barack Obama as he squints with his one good eye like Popeye and tries to regurgitate somebody else's speech and loses his place. It's embarrassing. And that's not the worst part. The Biden policies have done more damage to America than any of its enemies, even the ones that are lurking at the G7, G20, whatever the hell number they want to place on it. The ones that are lurking, they're pretending to be our friends the whole time, working behind the scenes and hoping for our destruction. What Joe Biden has done in his very short time is given, given strength to those enemies of America. He's enriched Russia. He's enriched China. And I don't just mean by Dr. Fauci giving money through the backdoor bagmen. Nord Stream 2 will bring in hundreds of billions of dollars as Europe, specifically Germany, needs that product frantically. And they now will be enriching Russia. And Russia has divested itself from the U.S. dollar, which means we're not a long way away from oil not being priced in the dollar. And when that happens, boys and girls, even this Keynesian soiree we call an economy cannot sustain that type of blow. That is strictly due to Joe Biden's policies. Now, it's not specifically because he lifted the sanctions, although that's what happened and that's what completed Nord Stream 2. They're already working on another one, by the way. He simultaneously hamstrung America. So this kind of devastation is why um, the horizon is, is really quite bleak for America's future. Combined with that, he is going to show the rest of the world just how incapable he is. See, only American Democrats viewed soggy bottom Biden as capable and, and, and somebody who should be running anything, let alone not even parking a car, this idiot. So now he's going to expose himself and the weakness, which will prove, as we claim that other countries are paper tigers, that we, in fact, are that paper tiger. Joe Biden will prove that beyond the shadow of a doubt, because long after he's gone, they will reflect on exactly how feeble and weak he was. And today on the tarmac, he gave you a preview as to how in the world he got this job, let alone the fact that we're going to send this idiot on tour. Strengthening the alliance, make it clear to... Putin and to uh, China that Europe and the United States are tight and the G7 is going to move. I think, wait, let's hear that again. I think he said China, duh. Didn't he say China, duh, the dimwit? Strengthening the alliance, make it clear to Putin and to uh, China that Europe China. and the United States are tight and the G7 is going to move. Thank you. G7 will be able to work out any kind of understanding with you on the cyber attack. Who knows? Who knows if uh, Putin will work out anything on the cyber attack? Who knows? Putin's going to look at you, you old man, and laugh. And then he's going to speak Russian to his cohorts and talk about how weak you are and America is. That's just the reality of things. And by the way, I think the only reason you're going to this G7 is to pick up your Burisma money and your Chinese investment firm money. Because I never bought for a second that your son is smart enough or is the one that's involved. It's always you. 
the big old diaper wearer. That's what's really happening here. And it is a disgrace to America. And now what exactly is going to be projected by a Joe Biden in Europe during this whole time as he mispronounces countries, as he mispronounces phrases, as he celebrates foreign armies? It is it is preposterous to me that we are in this position. But what's more preposterous is that people think something good will come from it. Joe Biden is going to continue to do damage to America that the enemies of America could never do. That's just strictly what the policies are of Joe Biden. Not that anyone cares and not that any American Democrat cares. That's for sure. The Republicans may be embarrassed and the Republicans may care. But after all, this is the man who represents the country, unfortunately. And he is going to go there to shore up some sort of support in our economy and our stability. The whole time advancing policies that weaken all of our, our fundamental basics of our economy and our stability and our strength. As far as his so-called pullout from Afghanistan, they're not halfway done and they're having chaos right now. In fact, he's shuffling troops around. So to think this is going to end in any other way other than absolute calamity is to believe the rest of, of the Joe Biden agenda, the rest of the nonsense that he spews. The fact of the matter is we are being assaulted in this country on not just the strength of our dollar and not just the principles of our country. We're being attacked on the standards of our life in this country. And we're being attacked not from foreign countries that pose a threat to us, but from the government in charge of this country at this time. It is an assault on the American citizen like I have never seen, like you almost couldn't imagine. Simultaneously with um, Joe Biden going abroad... His liaisons here who are running this country, who are running this government, are working diligently hard to hamper us and to destroy the fundamental principles of our nation. I think that we have a tendency to be so shocked by what is happening with policies that we almost discount them and we don't fight aggressively the way we should. What's happening in our, in our domestic policies and our systems of this country is an atrocity. One of the bureaucrats for Joe Biden's administration testified before Congress about how um, so many things need to change in our society. More importantly, one of the main things that needs to change in our society is that we stop identifying each other as men and women. Now, when this first came out about a year ago, a year or so ago, I think we kind of thought it would it would go away. It would just go away. What's happening is that these assaults on the character of our nation are being politicized and being ingrained into law. It is being written into law, into bills. And we are spending money now for this delusion. And it's important that you understand, while we're looking at, at, at Joe Biden and we're talking about Kamala Harris, there is an infrastructure going on that is assaulting the actual principles of what this government is supposed to do, and moreover, what the citizens are even supposed to be designated as. It's unbelievable. The budget requests $26 million to reduce maternal mortality and eliminate race-based disparities in outcomes among, quote, birthing people. Uh, this is a shift from recent budgets, which referred to maternal health issues as women's issues. Um, I've never heard the term before. Can you explain what it means? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there, there are certain uh, people who do not uh, have uh, gender identities that apply to female or male. Uh, so we think our language needs to be more inclusive in how we deal with complex issues. Uh, I think the underlying issue is most important that your colleagues, Lauren Underwood and others, are working on. Laura Underwood, to try to ensure very own. that... Uh, those of color who are uh, giving birth leave the hospital alive. And that, that's the issue rather than the, the verbiage. Uh, the verbiage matters, but the underlying issue is extremely important. And a lot of your colleagues are working hard on this uh, because all of those giving birth uh, should have access to the same quality health care. So is the administration's official policy to relate, replace the term woman with birthing people? I think our official policy is to make sure when people uh, get service from their government that they feel included, and we're trying to use inclusive language. Okay, interesting. That's the OMB director, Democrat, Shalanda Young. This is not just some nobody. 
This is the director of the OMB. This is ingrained in our spending. This nonsense that we have entertained this delusion, this delusion where men are dressing as women and wanting to be called Mrs. And now we're taking mothers, actual women who give birth and they're called birthing people. How many women are going to take that? How are you women taking this? What happened to I am woman? Hear me roar. Now mum's the word as a bunch of insane, delusional half men dressed like their mothers. And now you're changing laws and spending in the American government to entertain their mental delusion. And yet there's no outcry by women themselves. I happen to, um, but you wouldn't, I mean, my mother raised me. I was only around so many women. I had such respect for women. I have two daughters. I have a wife. I watch my mother-in-law, my sister-in-laws. The idea that men are dressing like them and now taking away the sanctity of what it means to be a woman in this country is insane enough. Yet that you have put this in the OMB department of budget, our budget, we are now spending taxpayer money to parse words and to make sick people, sick people feel normal. I've had about enough of it, but I'm still I'm still in awe that I am watching this picture of corruption, this 50 year failure and political whore go on tour as a representative of this nation. It is a humiliating time to be an American. It is a disgraceful time to be an American citizen. As our government has done everything in its power to not just weaken us financially, not just take away our energy independence or the ability for us to not have to deal with the enemies of this country for essentials, but at the same time to attack the females in our society. And to take away the importance of exactly what it means to have a certain identity certainty for our children. Our kids are watching us. It's shocking to me that the mothers out there, the mothers are sitting idly by as these bureaucrats change what it means to, in fact, be a woman itself. But the men have done that as well. We also have allowed this delusion to go on. I think it's time we stop entertaining this delusion, especially when taxpayers have to pay money for it now. You want to go around in your mother's clothes? Okay, fine, I'll laugh at you in my car. But now you're going to make me buy the underpants? I don't think so. It's outrageous. It's an atrocity. And I'm wondering, what is the breaking point for the Democrat woman? You're the ones that got us in this pickle. You're the ones that vote for these Marxist morons. And now, rightfully so, your life is being thrown on its ear as you have to explain to your daughters why men are dressing like them. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. This government has made you feel as if you are not entitled to your opinion on every level. You are entitled to your opinion. You do not have to entertain delusions to make people feel right or feel good. That's not your job. You're not indebted or enslaved to other people, especially when it's a 250-pound man in a pedal skirt. Throughout, throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. You're a man. And as your ash, I will continue that You're focus. You're not my ash. And support policy initiatives to improve Americans' physical and mental well-being. You're crazy as a loon. You're a 250-pound man in a dress. You look ridiculous. I'm not going to lie to make you feel good. And I'm not going to tell my little girl it's normal. It's not. Use the men's room. What's wrong with you people? Now you're spending money on it? It's preposterous. It's insanity. It's almost as stupid as your economic policies. Greg LaGrange. Hey, how are you, Sean? It's, I, I'm, I'm living in bizarre world. How are you, Greg? Good. I absolutely refuse to use their language. Actually, I go 180 degrees against it, and I challenge them at every term. Every term that they term that they throw at me, I counter. They throw this stuff at me. I say, husband, wife, man, woman, nuclear family, man and woman. I don't care. I'm not backing down. This is ridiculous. And here's the thing and I want Donald to convey Trump, to you. I do not care what someone's sexuality is. I don't care. 
It's none of my business. I, I, I don't, I'm not judging you. Love who you love. I don't care. But I would never force something that I know is incorrect to make you capitulate and say it. This is a man dressing like a woman. Whether he mutilates his body or not, he is never going to be a woman. The idea that we have harmed what it means to be a man and woman, that's on us. But now that it's in the federal government budget... To call people birthing mothers? It's costing us $21 million to change text and change paperwork? What the hell is wrong with people? Not to mention we're bankrupt. We have no money. We've got a $30 trillion debt. We're broke. It's over with. Stop throwing the money around. Crazy. Sean, I think the most important thing is the, the most important thing here is that every right that they convey on somebody is a negative right against somebody else. And since when is it okay for a man to basically say, I'm going to take over a woman's sport because I feel a certain way or I feel uh, a, a different feeling. Greg, it's, you're smart enough negative- to know that is the game of all tyrannies. That is how governments really justify harming and taking the rights of others in the name of rights of the few and the chosen. And that is not America. You know that, and I know it's a rhetorical statement, but that's why they do it. It is preposterous. And the ones who should be not outraged, as far as I'm concerned, are the women. I keep thinking of my of my mother and my grandmothers, and the idea that this would go on. My, my specifically my Italian nana, she would. This was this would. She wouldn't know what to do. This is preposterous. She would think it not not even capable of happening, let alone something that she would have to make her her great grandchildren capitulate to and entertain. It is it is it is truly it is truly a pervasive evil. And I don't mean the people are. I'm sure they're very very uh uh I don't know, it's they're very sick. But I the idea that we are now capitulating to this delusion, we're not helping anybody. We're harming ourselves and we're harming our women. And now they're playing sports, and it's controversial when a governor like DeSantis signs a bill that says, hey, you, Matthew, 210-pound wrestler, you cannot go play volleyball with the girls. Sorry, can't do it. That is controversial? This is You better get a hold of this, because if we lose this argument, this simple basic science argument, and then we're going to have to capitulate to every single one of them. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean, you know, I just... Uh, just have to tell you that everything you said in the beginning of the show, top of the show, and everything you're saying now, I could not have said it better myself. I completely agree with you. Completely. Why, why do Democrat women not agree with this? Why would Democrat I women who know. have little girls? You know, I, I I was so protective of my daughters. Now they're they're big they're big off so they can take care of themselves. But when they were little girls, the idea that I would force them to say something I know was wrong. And change their opinion and their natural instinct, especially women, have an instinct. And you're now forcing them to capitulate to what is clearly wrong. Even children know that's a fella in his mommy's clothes. It's preposterous to me. It is. Me too. I agree. Very good. I hope the Democrat women come along. Because really, the Democrat women are why you're in this pickle. The Democrat women are the ones who said, no, no, no. We know he's got a diaper on, but after all, he's old. Don't make fun of him. We know he's not capable, but come on, give him a break. It's the Democrat women that put this guy in the office. It has to be. I can't believe any man would tolerate the assault on his wife, on his children, his little girls, on his mother like this. It's sickening. It's sickening to watch. 312-642-5600. Embarrassing himself to the nation we successfully beat to get our freedom. Now he's going to apologize. We'll be lucky if we don't end up pretending that big bottom lady is our queen as well. Listen, uh, I want to. I got a full board, so I'm going to take all your calls. But I, I want to be very specific here. I have people I love that are homosexual, and I don't, I've never cared. Never. And I love them back. Um, they love me. That's what I, the way I should have said it. But this is not about that. They are using that to hide this delusion as if it is somehow justified. It is not. It is an insult to women. This has nothing to do with sexuality. 
this has everything to do with what well what is clearly an assault on on specifically women specifically women Chaz Bono isn't going to win any arm wrestling contests she's no real threat all right she wants to dress like my friend Kurt wonderful she looks just like him but the idea that this somehow gets to hide in there and 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 has some sort of pattern that needs money and needs us to curb our opinion of what is clearly a wrongdoing well men use the bathroom for our little girls is preposterous it is sickening it is not a sexual choice it is a proclivity it is a problem and we're not helping anybody you know i i, I read all the time about the the abusers i still think it is abnormal that we have to have registered sex offenders register in an area, but landlords can't tell them, I, I'm sorry, I don't want pedophiles in my building. I don't want pedophiles. I can't believe our inability to protect our children from real dangers, real dangers. And the idea that they hide in the, in the rainbow or make it seem as if this is a, 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 a birth issue of sexuality. It's not. It is an illness, and it should be treated that way. Kyle Woodridge. It is absolutely an illness, and you're spot on. With love who you want to love, identify as whatever you want to identify as. No, I had had callers, Kyle. I had callers on the board, and they thought this was an opportunity to slam homosexuals. That's not going to happen with me. No, no. Some of the most important people. Small-minded people. Yeah, some of the most important people in my life are homosexuals. I, I, I have no ill will doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me anymore i got an old man that's a womanizer brother you wouldn't believe it the guy's 80 years old he's still going the point is it's no different to me than that that is his choice of who he loves and who he likes to uh be intimate with that is none of my business as as homosexuality is none of my business but when you're forcing one question go ahead to anybody to anybody out there who disagrees with us politically ideology whatever i want to pose one question Define what a man or a woman is, because if anything or anyone can be a man or a woman, then a man or a woman is not something that you can define because it would be exclusive to others. And thus, just 1984 doublespeak, eliminate language all in and of itself. Well, but, well it's, you know, it's, it's chipping away at your sensibility to have definitions that are absolute. It is an XX and an XY. It is simple. It is simple. There is no changing that. That's science. Even Mr. Science, Dr. Fauci. I wonder how he'd answer that. Russ in Rolling Meadows. Hi. I'd I'd like to address the transgender as far as the track. I just wish the parents would say to their daughters who are on the track, who are elite athletes, and there's a transgender uh, ready to take off and run the 100 meters dash, if they would just, when the gun goes off, just stand there, women. Just stand there, girls, and let that guy run down there, be proud of himself that he won the race, and nobody's by him. But I you're not, you're not helping him. people if you're harming yourself. You're not helping people by harming our kids. And the idea that this, we're allowing this and putting our kids in this, in this position where, quite simply, they are going to dominate. Boys dressed as girls in sports will dominate. End of story. Whether they're tweens, teenagers, or adults, it is. we are a different makeup, like it or not. Why not have an athletic department specifically for transgenders? Why not do that? Here you go. Let them call each other whatever the hell they want, and let them stay away from harming our kids. Because you're talking sports. People can get hurt. Body masses are different. There is a reason men are not supposed to hit girls. Or has that changed, too? Has that changed, too? Is, are, is everyone fair game to get punched in the face now? I'm curious. Thank you, Russ. I appreciate it. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous to me. And the idea that we're forced to pay for this now. This is, you know, a year ago we were talking definitions. And we were all dealing with it in our own lives. That was a year ago. Now we're paying for this. Tens of millions of dollars. It's in our budget. This is the OMB director. That's why I took it to this level. It's it, it's sickening when if you if you're going to make people call each other, you know, whatever you want to handle the vocabulary. It shows your stupidity. That's the way I look at it. But when you solidify it by making the American people underwrite it financially, 
you've crossed the line. Blake Lombard. Hey, Sean. Great show as always, buddy. Thank you. Just wanted to say, this has been brewing for a long time. In 1999, you probably remember when the International Olympic Committee ratified the abandonment of genetic screening for female athletes. Up until that point, there was only one person who ever got around that, and that was one of the princesses of England in equestrian sports. Uh Otherwise, everybody had to do a chromosome test. In fact, Blake, there was an issue... There were, there were twin brothers that were actually competing in track and field as women in the 90s. I, I want to think it was the either 90s or 80s. My memory's failing, but I'm old. Um, and, and it was a scandal. And I want to say they were from Brazil. I'm going to actually look that story up. But yeah, that, there was a big thing in the uh, 70s when the East German swimming team, some of the girls couldn't pass the chromosome test because they were so hopped up on performance enhancements, it was changing their chemistries. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, it's a sick world, Blake. Thank you very much, as long as we don't have to pay for it. I appreciate it, Blake. Thanks for the call. All right, we got Robert in Oak Park. Robert, how are you? Yes, Sean. Yes, sir. Great, excellent show as well. Uh, Some some quick news again. A billboard was was put up honoring Officer Jimenez. He was the officer, one of three shot and killed, running into the uh, Mercy Hospital 2019 uh, takeover hostage situation. Yes. That's when the guy went to kill his girlfriend. He killed the three policemen. Am I correct? Correct, correct. And those officers ran in there within a minute and a half of response. They didn't use the San Diego textbook where you call SWAT and wait for uh, them to send a a robot cam to see if the situation is uh, safe to enter three and a half hours later. They went in there within probably 90 some odd seconds. Officer Jimenez just happened to be very close as well as a backup. Some oh. miscreants. Oh, wonderful. I'm, I'm glad he got his... Uh, I'm glad he... I mean, he's, how can you say thank you to somebody like that? But at least he got some recognition. So I'm glad for that, Robert. Thank you for the call. All right, listen, I'm going to go to break, and then we're going to pivot a little bit. Robert helped us do that. Thank you, Robert. We'll be back with uh, your calls, and I want to talk about what is happening with the presidential fiat as once again Joe Biden has strengthened China by weakening America in the name of erasing Trump. 312-642-5600 when we get back. Mick Jagger cannot get any satisfaction. There's a guy that, you know, for a long time in the 60s was considered looking like a woman. He's a man's man in today's America, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to tell you something. If we cannot agree on the common enemies of this country, we are really going to have a problem from administration to administration. I believe that America should always be the strongest, but for different reasons than I hear a lot of the Republicans. Rather than just chanting the dollar, the dollar, the dollar, I think it should be the dollar because it has integrity and because we are fiscally sound. So I am in a super minority position in this country. Um, when it comes to policies, foreign policies, I'm an open trade person because I believe that through competition, we can only prevent co- corruption and corporatism in this country. I love, I love the idea that as unions worked for decades to bastardize regulation hand in glove with corrupt government bureaucrats, and, and they specifically knew which mafia party to go to, the Democrats. I love the idea that businessmen around the world said, you know, I'm guessing I could import that for cheaper and make money. Therefore, giving an option to the consumer who wasn't going to be extorted by the corrupt labor mafia unions in conjunction with the political mafia Democrats. So I'm a I'm a capitalist. I believe in free trade, but I also believe that the way to get absolute peacefulness is to have a regulation free zone here in America so that American workers can have options and they're not extorted by corrupt unions and bureaucrats because the bureaucrats if they're given a closed market will then enrich the government at the cost of the entrepreneur and the worker and the factory owner and the rest of it so I I think there's a complexity to trade and I, I, I personally like free trade that was what I thought would, would break China, would be the wedge that broke the communists. Communism doesn't work because it works on slavery. 
It cannot work because it's collectivist. It's a few in a small capital that control the country. So it will break if the people are exposed to liberty. So that's why I like capitalism. China is a different animal. China is strong because their people are weak-minded. Sorry, just the way it is. If you're content being a slave, then you're weak-minded. If you're a Cuban and you don't take to the waters or you don't dream about it, then you are a willful slave. That's why my favorite Americans are the Cuban Americans who swam here and risked everything to get to freedom. And that's why I am pro-immigrant, by the way. I love the idea that they're coming here for freedom. So those particular immigrants are my favorite Americans. They really are. But in the case of a government that implements policies that harm their citizens, the American government implementing policies that harm the citizens and strengthen the enemies, the communist Chinese, that is a problem. If we cannot identify that as a problem in a bipartisan fashion, we are doomed. If you listen to me, you know that I don't think we have Democrats and Republicans We have corporatists and communists, mainly Marxists, in the Democrat Party. Those are our choices. The corrupt corporatists as Republicans or the communist-based Marxists that we call Democrats. And the idea that Joe Biden would implement policies that strengthen our communist enemies while weakening Americans and specifically citizens in privacy is astonishing to me. And through the signing of a pen, Joe Biden has reinstated TikTok's data accumulation of the American citizen, mainly your children, who you'd be surprised how many of your credit card numbers are on your kids' phones. You'd be surprised at the data that can be accumulated by TikTok surveilling American citizens because if they download their little app, they get to turn on their phone at any time and the kids don't know it and you don't know it, but the Chinese know it. Because TikTok is not a company that's owned by entrepreneurs. It's a company that's owned by government. We're getting some news out of Washington, D.C., and for that, we will turn to Elon Moy. Hi, Elon. Hi, Morgan. President Biden has just issued an executive order revoking the actions of former President Trump that were targeted at TikTok and at WeChat. However, Biden issued his own set of executive actions aimed at preventing foreign adversaries from accessing proprietary U.S. business I'm data sure they're very or good. Americans' personal data. Now, no. the executive order directs the commerce to... Now, Biden is invested in China. Biden's son is financed by the Bank of China. So do you think that Biden's regulations are going to harm China or help China? This is where we're at in this country with this feeble fascist. And the American Democrat is as quiet as if he was calling his brother his mother. Quiet as a church mouse. Shh. Everything's fine. Biden's on tour. Everything's going to be fine. All done with the stroke of a pen. This is not how this government works. I was against executive orders when Republicans did it. I am extremely against it when Marxists do it. So now what I would do if I'm going to help the Republicans, you want to win the presidential uh, uh, election next cycle? Just say whoever the president nominee is, we will sign an executive order negating every single thing Joe Biden did. That's how you're going to have to run. Now, do I think that's a, a good thing? No. But do I think it, it is evidence that this presidency is a king? Absolutely. Joe Biden do- doesn't have this power. Neither did Trump. Nobody should. But our, our lawmakers should be on the side of America. And unfortunately, we've got over 50% of this country that are rooting for the communists as they implement communist policies. China, Russia, all the Middle East terrorist countries that hate us will be so much stronger at the end of the Biden administration. I'm just hoping we won't be so weak that we cannot recover. That is just the reality. And that's what you should think of as you see the weekend at Bernie's, the feeble, flaccid fascist in Europe, embarrassing America, embarrassing the memory and the and what America stands for. I'm going to tell you what, this will be one of the first. This will be the first Fourth of July. I don't celebrate and I don't fly the flag because as you watch this weak Marxist represent us, we're from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. 
And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Security, domestic policies that affect national security can really change the trajectory of your of your nation. I believe the Biden administration to be not just incompetent, but willfully harmful to the national security of America. Guy Taylor is a national security team leader at The Washington Times. Guy, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hi, Sean. Thank you for having me. So you were um, you were you've written many articles as of late. And um, I was really interested in the articles you wrote in regards to ransomware. Do we know for a fact that Putin is on board and is supporting the ransomware attacks on the U.S.? We haven't seen um, the U.S. intelligence community roll out really explicit evidence about this, but that could be because of counterintelligence concerns. But we I've done enough reporting on the U.S. intelligence community over the last 15 years to, to know that there are a good number of sources within it, CIA and whatnot, that feel very confident um, that the Kremlin is uh, allowing and encouraging uh, private actors, some of whom have training from Russian intelligence, to engage in the cyber attacks. So it's not beyond the uh, uh, suspension of belief to uh, to know that if the Russian government wanted to crack down and prevent this from happening, they absolutely could. Um, and then there are um, a good number of American intelligence sources. Look at actually, let me a good one would be Leon Panetta. I don't want to to um, tout a any uh, administration, former administration official, but Leon Panetta, a Democrat political appointee in the intelligence community for years in the Obama administration, he did a podcast with C-SPAN a couple of days ago with Steve Scully at C-SPAN, I would encourage people to go listen to it because there's Leon Panetta criticizing the Biden administration and basically saying, all right, look, the Russians are behind this. So wake up, call it out for what it is and uh, lead a response. And and so I, you know, I think the Biden administration is, is aware and trying to do that, but they're struggling to kind of get ahead of it. And I think this upcoming summit between Biden and Putin is going to be a real testing ground for whether or not Biden can stay focused enough to make to to get with Putin and make it really clear to him that yeah. uh, this hacking situation is getting out of control and it needs to stop. Yeah, I can picture Biden. I mean, uh, Putin shaking in his boots at the image of that eighty-year-old man wagging his finger at him, like some scene from uh, Ebenezer. I, I think Biden. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that, and it's it's not. Yeah, that's that's an issue. But it, but remember, the same way that Donald Trump was the head of the U.S. executive and clothed uh, in immense power for a few years, so is Biden and so are the people around him, including Tony Blinken, whether you like it or not. And the reality is that if they want to wield American instruments, in, informational instruments, economic instruments and military instruments of power to respond to what are a rising tide of cyber attacks that have now, with the colonial pipeline attack, begun to awaken the United States government to the fact that one of these things could have really serious infrastructure and economic ramifications and loss of life ramifications. It could, it's really a matter of time. We got very close to that with the, the colonial pipeline uh, issue on the east coast of shutting you know, this ransomware attack tied back to Russia essentially disrupting the flow of gasoline to gas stations on the East Coast for several days. It was kind of, I saw it as like a foreshadowing clue of uh, how big one of these uh, these ransomware attacks could get uh, in the, the coming years uh, to the point where we should be aware and, and expecting almost like a 9-11 style event, which uh, I don't mean to... to 
you know, pump the fear uh, pedal here. But I, I am trying to, you people need to be aware of the fact that this is, it's 2021, the intelligence community and its national threat, its annual threat assessments has been warning about cyber, putting it above everything else for the last seven or eight years. It's yeah. now upon us. Yeah, that's where we are. So, so on top of that, Guy, we have our own policies that disrupt the flow of our energy supply, right? And I'm, I, I read your article, uh, Biden drops the bid to block the Russian and German NORAD Stream 2, which has already been completed, in fact. Nord Stream, I'm sorry. Yeah. And in fact, they're already working on another one. At the same time, his first action was to make certain that the Canadian to America XL pipeline was shut down. I, I can't decide who I should be more worried about, the hackers or the government. Which one is going to harm me more? Yeah, it's a gamble. I think with Biden, um, I'm trying to absorb these things as neutrally as possible. And uh, what I see is that he and the Democratic Party in general are really pushing their climate agenda. They're, they're, they want to combat climate change, and they're trying to use Excel, uh, the, the Keystone Pipeline and shutting it down as a part and parcel of their climate policy. The irony is that if we go across the pond to Europe, they're giving a green light to an even bigger pipeline that's a natural gas pipeline that's essentially owned by the Russian government and will give this autocratic power in Kremlin, this autocratic post-Cold War power. Look, it is what it is. I'm not trying to be a, a, a totally anti-Russian. I'm not trying to be anti-Russian. I'm just telling you a, an autocratic, non-democratic, non-transparent oligarchy, essentially, it's going to give the Kremlin a lot of rev, uh, of leverage over the European Union, which is a U.S. ally, and Europe. Uh, this Nord Stream 2 pipeline. The United States, uh, going back to the Obama era, flirted with uh, trying to halt the Nord Stream pipeline. This, this Nord Stream 2, it's the second Nord Stream pipeline. It'll be owned by Gazprom, essentially, the Russian state energy uh Monopoly. Do, do American politicians but, but, have an look, investment it, it, in that? Well, that's a really, it's a good question. Y yeah, and to some degree, that's not reported and we don't know. So we're going to be quickly delving into like speculation and, and conspiracy theory. What we do know is that former high-level German politicians, such as Gerhard Schroeder, do have an investment in it. And he is very close with various high-level American politicians, including... Remember, the Trump administration had this on its docket for four years and didn't stop it. So this isn't this is uh, this is a Washington problem, and yeah. and it's a European Union problem. I mean, and and know, Trump so did have Europe, certain European Union sanctions, though, on specific people. He tried, people. absolutely, yeah. a little bit, yeah. So so he tried, but it, it, he kind of kicked, punted it to Biden. And I think there was a thought that Biden might come in and take a stand on it. As a as a kind of centrist, but he didn't. So that's that's where we are now. And and it's not just Republicans that are upset about it. There's a good number of Democrats that are that are sort of uh, wagging their finger at the White House, uh, like, "What are you doing with um, global energy policy?" Especially if you're taking a stand on climate issues here in the U.S. So it's a good it's a good question. It's a stick point. And you know, uh, guy, when we know, talk, I, think, I want you to understand. I loathe so many Republicans. So when I talk to you, it's not because I'm here to say to you the Republicans are the answer. I think they're just as culpable on no, so many different levels. But the one thing's yeah. certain to me. The, when you, the air you, is thin up here with the independents, you know. Yeah, and here's the I thing. Mean, when, you, not that when, many you, of when you have policies <laughs> that are harming us and helping the enemies of our nation, you at that point are my enemy. Right. So when you can implement in good conscience under the guise of 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 what I call is eco Nazism and say the answer to our problems is that we must deindustrialize. Well, in the same sense, my policies are helping the the rest of the world industrialize. Well, you do not have to be Nostradamus to see the future is calamity for the American citizen. I mean, look, I, I, you, you're pulling me into it. So, for the sake of, of having intelligent debate, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that Biden 
and his climate obsession equals a deindustrialization program. I, in fact, I think it, the goal, when you really get down to it and listen to these people, their goal is to try and change industry. You know, Biden has had people say things like, uh, let's, uh, let's invest in alternative energy that's yeah. non-fossil fuel in a way that we haven't invested in the energy sector since the rise of oil. Right. America has a great power. So, you know, I don't necessarily think he's saying we don't want to make things or we don't want industry. But there is also a level of denial about the, the pure proliferation and omnipresence of petroleum products, including like the headphones that I have on, the microphone oh, yeah. you're speaking into, Life the, itself. the phone I'm holding, it's everywhere. Exactly. So, and, then, uh, and then the other thing that bothers me, Guy, is when they, they invest in the companies, the, the thing that bothers me is when they own the companies or they're invested in the companies and then they make the sure. public. They make the public go in and underwrite it so they cash out. I mean, you know, guy, it's a tired game. It's 2021. This is the same thing the corrupt congressmen were doing to Vanderbilt at the turn of the century. In uh, you know, so it's it it it, it it's sickening well, to me. And I I wish that we could get some sort of a perspective nationally that said we see what you're doing and cut it out. I I think that's what we're doing. We're having this conversation. This is the beauty of the free. Uh, media and free speech system here yeah. is that we've got this kind of uh, we've got this unbridled roaring capitalist society and we've got this government that is it used to try and steal that or is it used to exploit power to try and profit from it and at least we can talk about it openly and ask questions that's exactly right. I mean, the, th the reality is if we were in uh, another country and we pointed out the fact that most of our politicians who have never had a job own in excess of $20 million in real estate, we would disappear. Um, and that brings me to your next article, China. Biden is not seeking to add yeah. countries to quad to yeah. counter China. Explain that to the people. Mm. Well, so that that's an exciting headline that will certainly draw in Biden critics. Interestingly, I actually was able to work with the National Security Council a little bit on this story and get get some play with some sources on on the Biden team to get them to explain to me what their plan is for this so-called Quad Plus. First of all, let's identify what the Quad is. If people haven't haven't heard of it, you want to dig into to American national global national security policy right now. When I say global, I'm not trying to dog whistle or talk about globalism. I'm just talking about the world, right? Mm -hmm. You look across the landscape of countries in the world and you see a handful of powerful pro-capitalist democracy. And, and the biggest ones are the United States, Japan, India, Australia is another one. You go to the, the, this is not including the European Union and all of this and Britain, which is now seceded from the EU. But if you just look out and you say, let's look at the Indo-Pacific, the country's closest geographically to China. And you've got the U.S., if we come over to our side of the Pacific, you've got Australia, Japan right in the middle of it, and India. A lot of people feel pretty strongly that if things continue the way they're going, the Chinese economy will be about twice the size of that in the United States by 2050. And a close second to China will be India. But the U.S. and India together will be bigger than the, the uh, and Japan and Australia, the quad, so to speak, the U.S., Japan, Australia and India. This is something that has been talked about for years. At the end of the Trump administration, Trump's team with, with Pompeo and Steve Began, they worked really hard to try and begin pumping the quad and pushing it to send a message to China that the world's, the world's biggest democracies were aligned right. in a way that, that the Chinese autocratic system, the communist government in Beijing that doesn't have free speech, that's backing these concentration camps for Muslims, that is trying to take Taiwan, that backs a coup in Myanmar, all these things, or is trying to basically build military bases in the middle of contested territory, naval territory in the South China Sea, all of the, or, or wants to take over Hong Kong and implement laws there that are draconian, that these world's major democracies are aware of this and they're countering it. And they're also prepared to counter China's attempt to push money around the world through its Belt and Road Initiative through what U.S. officials have outlined as basically an opaque predatory lending system. So, so the quad is that, those four right. countries. What, what my story talked about is 
what is Biden planning to do with the quad? And Biden came out of the gate in his first 100 days and said, look, I really care about the quad. It matters. I want to convene the first ever leader level summit of the quad. They had an initial virtual one. Now there's talk of having one in the fall. So he also credited Trump. He said, look, I'm going to pick up on this. This is great. We're going to run with it. But my story said is like, well, are we going to add other countries to it? What about South Korea? What about all these countries in play in this great power competition? The Philippines, Vietnam, South Vietnam, you know, it's a communist government in the north, but you've got this, this, you know, thriving kind of democratic feel. The Vietnamese don't want to be swallowed by China, all of these things. How about uh, Malaysia? What about Singapore? How about Indonesia? And what's in post Cold War? It looks like the that the administration is very interested in having these countries plug in and work with the Quad, but is also really wary about having a confrontational posture that will anger China at this point. And that's really interesting, and it's different from how uh, Trump did it. I tried in the story, despite the headline, which, which you know is sexy, yeah. I tried to point out that the Quad policy transcends the very divisive politics in our democracy right now. That even from Biden to Trump, from Obama to Biden, to Trump to, to, to Biden, we've got a coherent policy that's trying to rally the world's democracies to stand for transparency, free markets, uh, and to stand okay. against the, the rise of an autocratic power. So that's really what it's about. It's a really interesting story. It's and I loved it. Of, of what Biden's doing. doing. I'm really glad that you, you raised it. And I, I love your stuff. Guy Taylor, National Security Team Leader at the Washington Times. Guy, I love you for coming on. I went long. Please don't be mad at me at the abrupt ending. No. And if you need to get yeah, no clean... Problem. And if you need to get clean Dr. Squash organic soap, will you talk to those Washington guys and make you feel clean for five, ten minutes? Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. All right, we'll be back with your calls after this. There was so much conversation I wanted to have with Guy, but I only have a certain time parameter. I went long with Guy, but there are so many interesting levels to exactly the macro, in my opinion, are well, they're not my opinion. It's absolute failures. Our foreign policy is a joke. We're paying billions and billions of dollars to countries in South and Central America, to the most corrupt countries, to try to do what exactly? Bribe them to imprison their people from leaving their own totalitarian failures, hellholes? And now Joe Biden's on tour on a macro level, a man who's been a, pro- a politician for half a century and dead wrong. Joe Biden is part of the team that armed the Taliban when he thought they were good guys or we were fighting our proxy war with Russia. Do you think Vladimir Putin doesn't know the history? Do you think Vladimir Putin is ignorant as to the history of Joe Biden's failures and corruption? He understands the corruption. That's his game. He's a master at it. Joe Biden is just an American political self-aggrandizing whore. That's all he is, a political whore. So Joe Biden, you think he's going to shore up the foreign policy? He's going up to fatten the coffers for him and his dimwit drug addict son. It's a disgrace as he sells out this nation. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. 312-642-5600. All right, if I find out... Which one of you producer kids put J.B. Pritzker's balloon head through my hoodie on YouTube? And if you stretched out the neck hole of my hoodie, there's going to be hell to pay. By the way, Sean Thompson Show just launched the V-neck t-shirt for the ladies. And I don't like the idea that Dan Proft is selling more shirts than me. So let's get on it. Go to 560theanswer.com. Buy yourself a Sean Thompson Show shirt, please. And I need one with a new, because the kids there ruined the neck hole with that balloon head Pritzker. I've got some good callers on the line. And before we switch topics, Jeff and Dundee, excellent point. Sean, okay, so we, we've we got China that's uh, our enemy. And they're, they're licking their chops. They're going to be buying our food. They're going to be stealing our lunch. And so don't you think it would be appropriate if we had a chain of virus tax 
I get anybody, any any corn, soybeans, wheat, whatever they want to buy, they gotta pay the chain of virus tax. I'll, I'll hang well, up Wall Street Journal. Here. Wall Street Journal had an article that was fascinating. I read it on air a couple of weeks ago. They've actually updated it since then. Um, the corn market specifically is parabolic. It's fifty percent. 50% increase in pricing in just this year. When you look at the lumber, the iron ore, the copper, they've all hit records. Corn, soybeans, wheat, they've jumped to their highest level in eight years. You know, oil is a two-year high. These are, are, are not accidents. These are policies of the Biden administration. And the idea that we're going to, to a certain extent, listen, China is the enemy. There's no question about it. But to, to understand, to blame them for the virus we financed, I think our people are to blame. I want to see these idiots go to jail. Fauci's a disgrace to this country. A disgrace to this country. Thanks, Jeff, for the phone call. And in fact, he he doubled down on the fact he's Mr. Science for all of y'all. Now you're at the focal point. What is your level of concern that we're going to discredit public health officials to the point of, you know, look at Russia. They actually have a good vaccine. And yeah. none of their Chuck citizens Todd will take it because they don't trust their moron. own government. Right. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. That's again. He did it two days in a row. Attacks on this old, feeble, corrupt piece of garbage are attacks on science. What the reality is, when people like this use the word science as a virtue shield against their corruption, incompetence and real fraud, that's when... Ever you hear a bureaucrat say science, you should discount it immediately because that's the word they're going to use as a weapon against you. And this virus, this breakdown, they, they, they really aren't going to investigate it the whole time they pretend they want an investigation. The evidence is clear. Hundreds upon hundreds, thousands of emails linking this buffoon and the American government to financing an engineered enhanced virus that shut down the damn world. Our country was harmed specifically far greater than China. Jim and Elgin. Hey, Sean. Really good to hear, hear you on the radio. I've been back in the Dan and Amy days enjoying your phone calls. This is Opus Opus, Jim, from, from Elgin. And sure, I have to agree with you 100% on your China exposure. And, and that's that a, well, I, I'm, great, I'm grateful that the Quad, we might have a couple of allies. History has shown us that we can't always depend on our allies. And and it seems to me that and they're not your allies if you're bribing them. I wish we could stop parsing <laughs> well words. Absolutely. We're bribing them. Yes. And speaking of bribes, I don't know if I can tell you this, but I was walking my dog this morning and a limousine went down the street and a fellow stopped and he stuck his head out the window and he said, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to 355? Well, being a gentleman, I walked up there with my dog. I said, sure. And it was Governor Pritzker. And he said to me, hey, can you tell me how to get to 355? And I said, yeah. Lose 100 pounds. Oh, look at you. There's a long way to go, Jim. Long way to go. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, well, well, that was a good one, that guy. I just wanted to call and say this this stuff with um, Biden going to Russia to speak with Putin is going to be a total disaster. Why? Putin puts people in the government, puppet governments, and it's pretty much I talk, you listen. He's going to be throwing his weight around. Um, Biden, Biden's not going to know what hit him. Do That's you think? Do, do you, you think, think that the mayor, the mayor's wife of Moscow, who bribed Hunter Biden, do you think that Putin didn't know about that? These well, are going to be did. like two gangsters. No. Yeah. Meeting, meeting to 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 congratulate each other and carve up more corruption. The policy that was you heard during the news break about the XL pipeline. Now the company has abandoned it entirely. You, on one hand, one one major policy. Your first thing you did as president, real cripples the idea that America will be energy independent. This the next policy you implement strengthens Russia. Vladimir Putin is Russia. He is the richest man in the world. You can't even calculate it. He owns the damn country, and he uses it as his own private property. This will mm-hmm. specifically make him trillions of dollars. And this is the, I mean, I understand that the Democrats themselves are so feeble-minded. They look at a 250-pound man in a skirt, and they call it her. 
I get it. So we're not dealing with bright people. But do you not think that you think Putin is going to be worried or just get out his checkbook and buy this piece of garbage political whore like a stick of juicy fruit? That's what he's going to do, Robert. It's pathetic to think that that by Biden represents American strength. He represents American corruption, American incompetence and Americans false promises. That's what Joe Biden represents. He's a punchline, a walking 80-year-old, feeble, flaccid fascist with soggy pants. That's all he is. That's all he is. It's an American embarrassment, just like Dr. Anthony Fauci. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Yeah. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people. And we even got a little shout out to Al Gore. There was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, do, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking. Not- I'm trying to get at you as a political whore, as a corrupt a corrupt fraud who clearly was essential in American citizens underwriting the virus that shut down the, the world. That's what I'm indicting you with, fraud. You're not science. You're not anybody of any real importance. You have usurped the power and the position you wield over the American people. You, sir, are a cancer in this country. And the, the, the way in which you've abused us should be cut out and prevented forever any American future. 312-642-5600. If you ruin my hoodie, jerk. Um, I can't believe how fast this show went. I really can't. There's so much I want to get to. Young Misty Callahan, please leave up the, the uh, Chicago police officer. I want to do that tomorrow. Baltimore solution to corruption and incompetence. Um, one of the things I absolutely want to get to is after we do Mr. Fraud, Auntie Mary slash Dr. Fauci, Mr. Science. He is science. He's a liar. And in my neighborhood, you lie one time, one time. And then anything you say means nothing. That's what I loved about it. Lie to me once, shame on you. Lie to me twice, shame on me. And that goes when we talk about this vaccination. I never bought it. They don't know what they're doing. We are their experiment. The first thing they did was ensure laws where they were held harmless against any ramifications we, the people, endure. Then they legislate and pay for, with our dollars, the profit on the vaccine, regardless of the product. Step one, and that was Trump. How the hell you pay people for a product they didn't distribute or didn't produce and we don't know if it works and now you're experimenting well what happens when the democrats get a bad policy they just triple down on it and now they want to give it to our kids it's sickening to me your one obligation as an adult is to protect the children yet in our country all we do is harm them we steal their future financially we destroy the benefits and the blessings of a once free nation enslaving them in perpetuity. And now we're using them as experiments? This week, Giancarlo Barrios played a role in history. The 10-year-old was one of the first participants in the pivotal stage of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial for kids under 12. I feel good about it, to be honest. Children can be big carriers like big carriers now he just said we are carriers we're like big carriers that's not true it is not true no matter how many union teachers say it is and i just think that it would help if we actually figured out a vaccine for children like my age He got the shot, either the vaccine or placebo, he doesn't know which, at Oxner Health in Louisiana, where his mom works as a research coordinator. The health system is among more than 90 clinical trial sites in four countries, where Pfizer is now enrolling volunteers. The first portion of the study will include kids ages 5 to 11, and in the coming weeks, it'll be open to those as young as age 2 and to 6 months. The doses in these trials are lower.
lower than for adults and kids 12 and over. For them, it's 30 micrograms. For children 5 to 11, the dose is one-third of that. For even younger kids, it's one-tenth the adult oh, dose. The trial so participants will get two shots, same as grown-ups. Dr. Anthony Fauci said today this is how vaccines are usually tested. When you get down to the younger children, it is not at all unusual to diminish the dose. The dose is- well, did you learn that in medical school? Gee, they weigh less. They're smaller. Let's lighten the dose. They're guessing we're turning over our children to these liars. Liars were chosen based on evidence from earlier studies, according to Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. We, we have seen we, we have from data a strong belief that they will be safe and they will work. John Carlos, we have a strong belief that they will be safe and they will work. And they're burying the leads and the information on the adverse effects of the vaccine. They're burying it. Listen, this is this is an assault on your opinion. As it was with the so-called transgendering. They used to be transvestites. Now they're transgendering. It is about it controlling your opinion to make you capitulate to their authority that they do not have. We gave it to them. They don't have it. It's not ingrained in the Constitution for them to control the language, for them to control your opinion, for them to take away your rights over your own body and now your children, regardless of their regulations, which are nothing more than made up spears and weapons against your freedom. You do not have to capitulate to this and you should not. It's evident they are very comfortable lying to you. We have the evidence. We know what Fauci is. He didn't just change because he wants to help you after he harmed you. Battered housewives should not turn to their husband for help. They're not going to throw out the garbage or make sure that they have a wonderful Mother's Day. Stop turning to the abuser for help. They're not here to help you. Um, Jewel acknowledges some parents wouldn't choose to have their kids participate in a trial. If it's a no, that's fine, too, because it's, you know, it's voluntary. You know, it may not. For now. It's voluntary. And in the meantime, they've used their power to make it involuntary. You want to go to college? So you're 18, you want to go to college, and you're going to need one of these passports. Now, it won't be an official government law. They don't have the courage to do that. But they will leverage different vehicles and different necessities you need so that you can no longer have the freedom you once had prior to the government-enhanced virus that shut down America and shut down the world. At the direction of these frauds, the same ones who are pretending to rescue you. What a great scam it is. It's like the Sting 4. Only Paul Newman's not in it. None of them are that good looking. And if they were, they'd be ladies. It's a twisted, twisted America, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for us to demand we get our old one back. Stop giving up your opinion. You're entitled to it. It's still a free country. Until you see him throw me in the van, don't worry. Speak your mind, have your opinion, and don't capitulate. I'll be back in 22 hours. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.